0: welcome to WNHHFM's Dateline New Haven. I'm your host, Paul Bass, inviting you to look behind the headlines on the stories that make New Haven tick. Michael Taylor and Suzanne Lagarde make New Haven tick. They run two of our great community institutions, the, the Cornell Scott Hill Health Center and the Fairhaven Community Health Center, respectively. And they're about to take on a big new role if certain plans go through. We're about to change the way healthcare happens in New Haven. They are... Um, They might be taking over the primary care center of the Yale New Haven Hospital and running it in a new location. And this is a great thing. We see people at community stations are working together rather than competing, which is going to be the new 21st century story, I think, in New Haven. Anyway, Michael, Suzanne are here in the studio to tell us about this historic plan. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Suzanne. Thanks for returning to the studio. Good to see you today.
1: morning.
2: Good morning and happy new year.
0: Yeah, happy new year to you too. And I'm gonna and you guys are doing it. You've been on before. I remind everybody, please, to um speak really close to the mic. Almost just about touching it. So um so this is the big plan. I wasn't if you could help me get the details, because I don't fully understand it. Right now, um Yellow Haven and you guys are seeking regulatory approval from the state to take the primary care center of Yellow Hospital, which I guess is at twenty York Street and two other locations, Whitney Avenue and Chapel. And is that just the walk-in medical center, people who have Medicaid or Medicare, don't have a lot of money, don't have a doctor they have an appointment with, is that where they go or is it a more complicated, um, Suzanne, what is exactly a primary care center?
1: So think of the primary care centers at the hospital, very similar to what uh, Cornell Scott and Fairhaven Community Health Center do today. We provide comprehensive care, uh, the full spectrum of pediatric, adult, women's health to any and all who seek care at our facilities. Um, no one is turned away, regardless of their ability to pay. Uh, we do serve predominantly a low income, uh, uh, heavily minority population, but it's not exclusively that population. How's
0: it different for regular doctor's office? Uh, Michael, what, I, I, what's the difference between a primary care center and a doctor's office? None, then why is it called the primary care center and why is it primarily low Well, any
2: doctor's office who is a primary care practitioner really be could be regarded as a primary care center. Oh, I see. Rather, rather than a specialist. Rather than, as opposed to a specialist or as opposed to a private physician's offices. But the services are, uh, the clinical services, are certainly no difference. I guess one of the primary differences would be that uh, both Fairhaven uh, Community Health Center and the Cornell-Scott Hill Health Center also offer... A broad array of uh, support services to our patients, like care coordination, uh, transporta- uh, transportation coordination, things of that sort, and typically people can't find those things at uh, uh, at a private practitioner. So
0: the key phrase here sounds like it is in primary care center, but the hospital's private primary care center. It's a place, probably the largest place in town or in the region, where people who, in most cases, don't have a lot of means can go and see a doctor.
2: Uh yes, but I would say that um, uh, actually the primary care operations at the Cornell Scott Hill Health Center already oh, okay, and uh, at Fairhaven are uh, equivalent uh, oh, to what's okay. offered by which is going to lead
0: us to why you're stepping yes. in here. How many p- primary? How many people do you see a year at Hill Health primary care?
2: We are about thirty five thousand patients per year. And uh, Suzanne, how many in
0: Fairhaven?
1: Uh, we're just over eighteen thousand.
0: And how many does Yale have at theirs?
1: I believe the number's around 20000 20, yeah.
0: Okay, so now the proposal is Yale is going to shut down its primary care center in its three locations. They're, it's going to pay, I guess, for $15 million is it, to create a new primary care center at one Long Wharf, that big building, the former Seamless Rubber Plant, which is now an office building on Long Wharf, on the end of a bus line right behind Jordan's Furniture, and that you, your two organizations would run the center a, and Yale New Haven Hospital will no longer be in the primary care center business. Is this correct? Do I understand in, it right? Not am?
1: entirely. Okay. So first of all, I just want to emphasize for your viewers that we this is the ask. So the you know the there are some very real uh, uh, state and federal uh, regulations that have to agree to this because first and foremost they want to make sure that the patients don't have any interruption in their care and mm-hmm. the quality of the care is uh, uh, is. Is at a high caliber. Uh, we believe from year, literally years of discussion of this that 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 the, all of these hurdles will be met. Because and I do
0: want to get to the hurdle, Suzanne. Yep. I just want to start out by making sure I and our listeners understand what this is.
1: So, so it, it is a consortium, though. So, so Yale is not, and I don't want to speak as a Yale representative, but Yale is not getting out of the business of, of primary health care. It is that the day to day workings of the uh, clinics will be. Uh, run by the two federally qualified health centers. Uh, but it will be a consortium where all three entities, Yale New Haven Hospital, Cornell Scott Hill Health Center, and Fairhaven, work together to come in, uh, about uh, and determine best practices, uh, population health management.
0: But what that uh, means on the ground day-to-day means that day-to-day, your two organizations will be in charge of it. Yale New Haven will not... However, the doctors will still be those same Yale
2: doctors, or will they be doctors from your facilities? How will it work, Michael? They will primarily be, continue to be Yale uh, physicians, Yale providers, uh, but there may be supplement, supplements uh, to that to, intend, to maintain uh, continuity of care for, for the patients.
0: Meaning that it's still the same group of yeah. Yale doctors moving to a new location. Exactly. But there will also be staff from your organizations?
2: Uh, there will likely be a mixture of staff from uh, both organizations. In the instance of Cornell-Scott Hill Health Center, primarily uh, the staff will be uh, trans- people transferred from uh, or not transferred, managed by the Cornell-Scott Hill Health Center who are Yale New Haven Hospital employees. Mm-hmm. and then as need dictates, we will supplement that staff with additional corners. Okay,
0: so for the average person on the street, it sounds like the two big changes immediately would be a new place to go for primary care yes. and new people being in charge of the center. Yes. Why is why is this coming about? What made this proposal happen, and why are we looking to do this? Uh, Suzanne, why don't we start with you?
1: So I think first and foremost... Uh, From my perspective, this is an opportunity for the three main organizations in this area who currently provide primary care to uh, the Greater New Haven area to come together to do that in a comprehensive, collaborative fashion. One of the things that excites me the most is that we will all be on a same uh, electronic platform. We'll all be on the same shared electronic medical record which is an enormous leap forward in our ability to uh, provide um, seamless interoperative care for all of these patients. We've known for many, many years patients go to various facilities. And uh, by um, uh, coming together like this, it's it, it, and with a shared EMR, uh, the ability to do EMR population... Meaning, um- Electronic medical oh, okay. record, the chart, the patient's chart, where all So, in other words, account. you saw
0: an opportunity for the three groups who deal with the bulk of poor people's health care in New Haven. I mean, we're talking about, it looks like a combined, even though there might be overlap of, I'm doing the math with Dangerous, uh, 73,000 patients or so a year.
1: There's, there is considerable overlap, probably fewer than that, but there is considerable, because there is. Cons- but we know if, that so, one thing you're saying go to is that you could do sites. it all
0: better together partly for reasons of electronic management, partly because the experience you have. But, Michael, what else made this happen? Who started this idea and why? Who said we need to do this and why?
2: I think we all came to the conclusion simultaneously as we came around the table and began to talk about uh, how we could work together more effectively. uh, Aside from, uh, and in addition to, uh, the instance of our all being, all having, uh, the el- el- same electronic health record system. So the Cornell Scott Hill Health Center will be transitioning to Epic. We uh, currently have another system. Epic They're- being Epic. A- Ep- Epic is Yale No Haven Health electronic health record system.
0: And your clinics have different health clinics. We have a yes. different,
2: right now, we have a different, uh, we utilize a different uh, electronic health record system and we will be transitioning. Uh, and, and Is that adopting. true for you too, Suzanne?
1: No, we, we have been on Epic for the past six years.
0: Okay, so Hill Health goes to Epic. Yep. And we go to remind people that you're listening to Dateline New Haven and WNHH-FM, your home for community radio, on a 3.5 FM live stream, newhavenindependent.org. We're talking today about a new era of cooperation in the nonprofit community and in the healthcare community. We're talking with the people who run the Cornell Scott Hill Health Center and Fairhaven Community Health Center. I'm talking about Michael Taylor, Suzanne Lagarde, they're here to talk about a proposal, currently before regulators for approval, to create a new primary care center for Yellow Haven Hospital, moving it to Long Wharf, and having these two neighborhood-based organizations run it. So what happens to your current organization, Suzanne? Do we still have a health center, Fairhaven Health Center, that do exactly what they're doing in the neighborhoods, and this is just on top of it?
1: Absolutely. So as I, I've shared with our staff, uh, this is... Basically, another site for Fairhaven and another site for Cornell Scott. Um, it's a site where, which will be a little different in how we, how we, um, in terms of the infrastructure of the organization, but in terms of day to day practice, quality metrics, um, things that are important in the delivery of care, it, it is simply an extension of what we do. today. And I guess
0: it's a big deal. You each have relationships with the hospital, but what's interesting to me is not-for-profits don't often combine to work together and run an organization together. They have their own institutional interests. They, sometimes there's scarce money and people fight. So how are, you, how are you going to run this together and how did it happen? Do you have this working relationship, the two of you, Michael? How did that happen? Uh,
2: uh, I think we, we concurrently concluded uh, that everyone benefits from collaboration. There are economies of scale to be realized uh, when we are co-located. So this will be uh, literally the first time that, uh, Fairhaven Community Health Center and the Cornell Scott Hill Health Center actually operate in one location. And so that creates tremendous opportunities for us to coordinate care better for the families who we treat on an ongoing
0: basis. I mean, since I've been in New Haven since 78, everyone's always talked about how can not-for-profits work together rather than against each other with scarce resources so, to do better together.
2: So here you have a great example of nonprofits yeah. coming together, uh, really to do something that uh, has been done rarely across the country, certainly with an organization of, uh, the stature of Yale Haven Haven. Is there another model
0: in the country neighborhood health clinics with, um, with a, a big hospital working together to run primary care,
2: there there are a handful that you could probably count on less than the fingers on one hand.
0: So who would where would be another city?
2: Uh, Jackson, Mississippi, uh-huh. uh, where a federally qualified health center came together to work with an academic center uh, medical center uh, that would be University of Mississippi Medical Center. And then what do you learn? Is that the only one we know of? Or is there another? There are a few others. The San Francisco consortium. Um and there have been other organizations that have attempted to go uh to do what we're doing, uh, but some that decided at some later point uh not to go forward.
0: So Suzanne, have we learned anything from experiences in other cities, both successful and not successful, that will help us carry out this one well if we get the approval.
1: So I think for sure, uh, but I do want to say first that what is unique about our uh, situation is that uh, these other examples typically have been with a large hospital system and a single FQHC. What is different here is the coming together of two FQHCs. FQHC. So we are, that's the lingo for Federally Federally Qualified Qualified Health Health Center. Center. Right. So that's... Uh, a a federal designation, but think of us as the community health center.
0: So you're saying there's the only one you know of with two. Yes. Yeah. Well, is there a national body that monitors this, who is that monitors the community health centers and things like this that helps you get information? Michael, you know, whom I would
2: talk Uh, to. Yes. And that body is the health resources, health resources, services administration uh, to which uh, Suzanne at Fairhaven and, and we are, are near and dear to our hearts. And, as they impose an awful lot of regulatory uh, requirements on both organizations uh, and really provide uh, some portion of both organizations funding.
0: Okay, folks, what I'd like to talk about, and you've touched on all this already, and these are questions you were asking me to ask, I'd like to walk through for our listeners one at a time how this will impact patients, how this will impact doctors, how this will impact the future of the community health centers, and how this will impact the only Haven Hospital. And then we could talk about the regulatory process, get into the weeds of that. So what's this going to mean for the patients? Will they have the same doctors? Will it be harder or easier to get to the center? Uh, patient relations, What? What? Uh, how are they going to fare in this specifically? Let's start with Suzanne.
1: So one of the things that has driven our conversation since we started having these well over two years ago is that at the end of the day, this has to benefit the patients. Uh, and the... Uh, Always, patient choice will dominate. So patients will make decisions. Uh, but what and, does that mean? like so it will mean it will mean, it will mean a change in the location of for those visit- patients today who receive their care either on York Street or at uh, on Chapel Street. Though there will be uh, a change in the location of where that care will be provided. For the most part, the providers will stay the same because that is the Yale component that is coming with this. Um, we were very uh, sensitive in discussions to make sure when sites were looked at that those sites had good public access and, and good parking and, and, and basically to make sure that um, access, we weren't imposing any barriers to access or we were minimizing them to the best of our abilities.
0: So one question would be, Michael, um, the primary care center in the Hill, and I assume that's the biggest of the three for Yale right now, that that is where there's a denser population that would walk to the hospital. Long wharf, if I have this right, and please correct me, will be a much place, easier place to park, at least than the Yale one, obviously, mm-hmm. if, especially if you don't want to park in front of someone's house where it's not legal. It's going to be a much easier place for people who drive, and it will be at the end of a bus line. I believe it's the Z. So will it be a wash, or because three sites are becoming one where population is denser, will it be a little harder for access, or will it be easier for access because of where the bus line goes, and do more people drive than walk? Do you have a sense...
2: I think it'll be easier for access, actually. There might be a little more distance, but I think access will be easier because the facilities will be state-of-the-art, mm-hmm. and so will be much more efficient than perhaps what exists uh, currently. Why does that uh, make it
0: easier to get to? it? Does access mean something else here, meaning getting services you need?
2: Yeah, gaining access to services. So now uh, the footprint of both of those facilities, uh, uh, Those care sites really are, uh, 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 those two care sites or three are are currently somewhat dated. Uh, When we renovate, collectively renovate the Sergeant Drive location, uh, they will be state of the art. And this, the mere larger footprint will allow uh, 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 improved access. It's more square feet, more square feet from what to what? So uh, I don't know what the square foot Zandino. is. is. Now, I, did I have
0: the location wrong? Is it not one Long Wharf? Is it Sergeant Drive? It's, it's
2: 150. 150. Sergeant Drive. 150. Is that the old gateway? building? Uh, no, it is not. What uh, used to it be is, there? It is, uh, It's the very large white building. That now has the Yale New Haven Health sign on it, right at the corner of Church. Of uh, is that Church Street? Is it near Wharf Theater?
1: So it's it's very near Wharf Theater. Yeah. It's the old CHCP. That's what for I thought. Union long yeah. enough plan. So that
0: really was right. the location of an earlier experiment, Correct. the early Correct. days of HMOs, health yes. maintenance organizations, which were run sort of by unions and patients. Correct. And they turned it into something so different over time, where they became a lot of um, HMOs became less idealistic and run by private companies that had a of trying to deny people care, and that experiment kind of went bust. So it seems like you're starting some kind of new idealistic experiment here about how to deliver community care in that same location.
1: So if I can just jump in on the issue of access a little bit more, one of the other goals of this uh, project is that Currently, patients may have to go to more than one site to get a, a panoply of services. Mm. Uh, we're hoping to try to incorporate so that at this one site there'll be behavioral health, uh, there'll obviously obviously, be labs, some limited x-ray, uh, pharmaceutical, all in one, literally one-stop So was in the
0: past, you might see a therapist in one place, get your x-ray in another place, and buy your drugs in a third place, and now you're hoping you could do that all in one.
1: Correct. And that's
0: that's kind of interesting. What about the transportation is it going to be a wash, or will there be some loss of people? Do do most of your patients have cars, and most primary care people have cars?
2: Yeah, for for us, it really is a mixed bag. Many of our patients do have cars. Maybe many come to, many walk, and many many come to us by bus. And what we're replicating, uh, collectively at Sarge Drive is really, uh what already exists for us at, for example at our Columbus Avenue location where it's literally one-stop shopping for all services
0: so you already have one stop at yes. yours but New Haven's patients don't always have that one stop because they've outdated in smaller mm-hmm. facilities is that a good way to put it
1: I think that's so what simple. else are the
0: patients you know I've been hearing from some doctors who because this has changed and there hasn't been a lot of information yet are concerned about this they don't want to be named because they work Yanley Haven but they've asked me questions like what will be the implications for the patients will um. Well, well, transportation needs, are there going to be any new plans to help with the transportation when it's not as much in the middle of a neighborhood? Will, will the pa- patient still have the ability to choose his or a physician in site of care? And um, and how are patients being asked to participate in this process of designing it? Want well, to start with Suzanne, on the thoughts on that?
1: So again, as I said a, a little five minutes ago, patient uh, interest and in patient uh, well-being is front and center of our discussions um obviously i don't i I, there will be some uh, patients who may decide to seek care elsewhere we're cognizant of that they may decide to seek care they may may decide that one of the sites of cornell scott hill health center is more convenient they may choose to go there they may choose to go to a private physician but they already
0: can go to hill health center
1: that's correct none of that is any different
0: oh you're saying someone might change who was going to 20 york street right hill health center is right down the street they might so in other words if you if it's less convenient to no longer, to to go to Sergeant Drive, you can go down the street to hold that.
1: Patients, it's no different than if you chose to go to, you wanted to change your doctor. Yeah. Somebody wants to change their doctor. That I mean, that is true today. That will be true in the future. We will help facilitate that. Mm-hmm. Um, th- there's nothing here where, you know, obviously patients' doctors will move locations and that happens. Sometimes patients' doctors are not on your health insurance anymore and yeah. then you have to face that issue in right. this in this instance, patients doctors may be in a different location they will have the choice of, of making the decision of whether they want to follow that person whether they think it's in their best interest maybe to get go to a facility closer to home and we will provide them with all you know all of the necessary information to make an, an you know a reasonable decision for themselves
0: now will re- Yale residents still do training in the primary care center
1: yes. absolutely yes
0: and then uh and then um what about job loss? Will there be fewer jobs, more jobs, different jobs? Everyone working in the primary care center, will they still have their jobs? Absolutely. Okay. Like they're, medical they're, assistants, front desk people, that kind of stuff.
2: Uh, we, we, we're moving locations, and I, I I guess I want to be very careful about um, change is not negative. Change mm-hmm. can be positive. This is a change. Well,
0: change is necessary because the healthcare Ch- industry changes every year where you're going to get your money and, and, and
2: and resources, as we all know, are much more finite than perhaps they once were. So sometimes change is a positive to realize economies that we couldn't separately. Uh, but as, as Suzanne indicated, it is paramount in on all of us uh, among all of us to ensure that, uh, that change doesn't represent a barrier to care for patients. So, Just as patients can choose today where they go for care, they will have another and different, but different choice in the future.
0: And I think some of the services people listed to me who work at the current center, they say social work, legal services for patients, patient relations, lawyers for children's health, child life development specialists for pediatrics. Those are all services that currently take place at the Yale Primary Care Center. Will they continue to take place at the new Primary Care Center? Suzanne?
1: I think it's fair to say that at this stage of the game, we don't know. I mean, we are very much in the early stage of going into the weeds to that degree. Yeah. I think what is a fair statement it is that is that it's our intent to make the best possible patient care experience, providing the highest quality of care, doing it collaboratively, doing it cost-effectively. At the end of the day, there will be issues that... Maybe beyond our control, space, et cetera. But that sort of uh, level of decision making, you know, we're, we're simply not there yet.
0: And we're talking to Michael Taylor and Suzanne Lagarde of the Hill Health and Fairhaven Community Health Centers, two of the great institutions in New Haven, who have a proposal with the Illinois Hos- Haven Hospital team up to create a new primary care center, moving it from the Hill and Whitney and Chapel over to Long Wharf in a bigger space with more modern uh, technology. Michael, a minute ago, you were talking about how change is necessary in healthcare. Because the whole industry gets up undid every year based on decisions in Washington, based on decisions by doctors, health, technological, technological improvements. One change you two have had to navigate in New Haven is to keep your organizations alive. If I'm correct, these organizations both started in the 60s when community healthcare was a new mu- movement, get it in the community where people can go near their homes and get people who understand them and know them in the community and not big institutions. And they had a great run, community healthcare institutions, they thrived. They uh, helped you know thousands of patients a year. And then they hit financial hard times, less money in Washington, changes in the industry. You both stepped in at a time when your or institutions were at perilous stages and you've succeeded in putting them back on a secure footing and expanding. Is this new proposal part of that process of continually having to figure out ways to pay the bills and deliver healthcare in
2: when the whole landscape changes, Michael. So, uh, uh, in a word, yes. Uh, so, this is a new strategy for fortifying uh, the operations of both community health centers, and I think uh, expanding the array uh, and proximity and and uh, of services for Yellin Haven Hospital. Uh, so, I th- I would say this is another step in our evolution. All right. So, do you see? Did, is this something that's going to help you survive? I mean, is that I believe idea? it will. I believe that uh, what we can achieve in economies of scale, and uh, as I indicated earlier, simply couldn't be done by one organization. What would be an example of an economy of scale that would be So, you know, uh, just, just some example. The, fact, the mere fact that we're all on one electronic health record sec, uh, system huge. means huge. that we don't separately have to pay or pay for that infrastructure. That's mm-hmm. an enormous economy of scale.
0: What would be another? Is it a labor cost? Is it uh, could be rent.
2: Could be labor. We could decide to do some things jointly, uh, uh, but we're we're really early on in those stages.
0: And how's the arrangement going to work with Yale, Suzanne? Do they? Is it still the Yale Primary Health Care Center, the only haven? Do they? Ha, do they still pay the bill that they pay now? Do they pay you to manage it? Who's when you get the paycheck when you work there? Is it going to come from the health center or Yale? How's that going to work?
1: So each. Of the two community health centers, we re- retain our autonomy, so we continue to run those sites in the same way we run our sites, sites today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. However, uh, Yale is is has to obviously um, help in that process to make it fiscally uh, reasonable for both organizations. So they do this through a process called a community benefit grant, mm-hmm. and it's a mechanism whereby Yale is effectively giving back to the community. By helping us to care for these patients and helping us to be a key part of the education of the uh, students and residents, which is a, a essential to, to Yale's mission as well.
0: So they're basically hiring you to manage it. So how is that going to help you pay your bills? You're going to take on new costs. What uh, is the, this community benefits grant? What is this? Is this an extra money above your cost as your fee for managing?
1: So l- let me make a correction. They're not hiring us. Both. Cornell Scott and Fairhaven are, remain autonomous. We are not hired by Yale. We retain our autonomy. Um, but what they are doing is they are feeding back into the community the cost of caring for a, a patient population, which we know, especially when you couple that with training of residents, which makes you, you you just cannot see the same volume of patients in the same period of time where you're also Training residents and and gotcha. uh, and medical students uh, as you so you're gonna have more work to f- do there. And
0: again, we got to distinguish between the sites. So you're saying the Fairhaven and Fairhaven Hill sites are going to continue being what they are, and that has nothing to do with Yale. We're talking specifically about you partnering with Yale for this primary care site on Sargent Drive.
2: Correct. This is in addition to right. not in. Lua, so that's
0: what I mean. So it's this part of it. How does this help you with your finances as you take on more work? Is it this community benefit grant, Michael?
2: Is that what helps pay the bill? Part of it is the community benefit grant, which makes our organizations whole. So we will essentially uh, incur no additional costs from operating this new location. And that really is made possible uh, through the contribution of Yonaheben Hospital. So how much is the grant? Uh, I don't think we have- So
1: there's no amount. It's based on what Michael just referred to, making us whole. So uh, we're not taking on- uh, a tremendous financial risk to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's making us it's making us whole. So let me just you asked early and I just want to go back to this question of what is a community benefit grant. So nonprofit hospitals throughout the country uh to maintain their nonprofit status are expected to give back to the community. You saw the in article on fashion. Politico
0: recently that great look at how oh. Yale struggled to do that.
1: Yeah. Right. So this is part of their um their current mission, what they are already doing, and it's a way that they can use this 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 uh, this ben- this mechanism to uh, make the two health centers whole, which in turn allows us to take on something of this magnitude.
0: Now they get credit, then Michael, for benefiting the community by helping make your oceans whole, but they're doing it in a business transaction that benefits them as well, correct? Which is that they no longer have to be dealing with a with a challenging population to help, they're turning it over to, the, to people who have more experience doing that,
2: right? I, 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 as Suzanne indicated earlier, we've been in discussions on this topic for a very long time, and not once during those discussions has Yale indicated that this is primarily a business decision for them.
0: Okay, but in any case, they're, they're, they're getting out. They're they're partnering with you. No, I, I wouldn't say, Paul,
2: that they're getting out. Because but it's they still will, their doctors. They, they will very much be a partner in in making this collaboration Uh, effective for all involved.
0: So what's the benefit to them in addition to fulfilling their community benefits um, and to help provide better service for their doctor's patients by being a more modern facility with people running it who have deep experience in the community doing community health?
2: I think one of the benefits to Yellowhaven Hospital is that uh, what we are talking about installing at Sergeant Drive provides a really wonderful training opportunity for their interns and residents. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, one of the other things that we are So you're saying there'll be more opportunities than
0: before for that training. Yeah,
2: and we're hoping that uh, having a training experience like this will enable us to attract more of those interns and residents after they graduate and retain them here in the the New Haven area. That's interesting. And then, so what would be an example of an
0: opportunity an intern or resident will get at the new center, Suzanne, that that intern or resident didn't get previously at York Street?
1: So I, w- I wouldn't phrase it that way. What I would phrase it is that I think Yale has acknowledged that we've been in the business of providing comprehensive primary care for many years. Uh, we have, for instance, uh, both Cornell Scott Hill Health Center and Fairhaven Community Health Center are patient-centered medical homes. Uh, that has not. And that
0: means when you can f- have one person who's a, who's a professional figure out all the steps of care each patient's going to get and help write plan. Like where you're oh, going to get it's tests. It's very, it's yeah. very
1: complicated. You, it's uh, you actually go through an accreditation. There are different accrediting. But what I meant
0: to sort of listen to what medical home means. My that's understanding, what I'm trying,
1: but it, yeah. it's not. I, I guess my response is I don't think it can be as simplistic as that. Gotcha. There, it, it's a very multifaceted uh, process, and many different things have to be in place, which are all focused on giving. The but I patient thought the goal the was control. to make
0: sure that you could have someone help guide you through the process of your care. That's a, pe- that's that's a piece. Of of, that's okay. a piece of it.
1: That's a piece of it. And I think Yale recognized that you know we can we, we we have the experience and the ability to do that. And the other big drive, and I just want to keep going back to this, is this. This has been a, a, um, a driver to get us all on a shared EMR. Mm-hmm. And the ability to do population health management, uh, do not underestimate the, the strength of that, not only from the patient's perspective, but from the economic perspective. The ability to, I think uh, I think we are all convinced that we will be much more cost-effective. I wanted to ask um, about that,
0: right, because right now it's very expensive to help poor people get health care when you don't get reimbursed much from the government. So I know that Yale New Haven loses a lot of money on every Medicaid patient it sees because it doesn't get reimbursed in full for the government by the government for every patient they see. Is part of the goal here for all of you folks to not lose as much money on every patient by doing it more effectively, Michael?
2: Well, certainly one of the goals is for all of us to become more efficient. So to the extent that we can all will all be in this instance uh, on the uh, uh, same electronic health record system, and we know real time. When, for example, when someone's going into the ED, uh, That's the we, emergency th- in the emergency department, we can reach out to those patients and be proactive about that and steer them towards more effective. Cost- oh, interesting. Effective so the menus emergency room will still
0: be on York Street, right? Yep. But will. you're
2: going to have someone there who's going to say, "No, we won't need to because we will all be on the same record."
0: Oh, so you know where they're so going. So we
2: get we we will get uh, internal alerts. Oh, when, okay. Because we're all in the same platform. So this is 21st century Yeah, healthcare. this is 21st century
0: So Yale loses, I believe it is about $114 per visit for Medicaid patients. You folks lose as much money on reimbursing Medicaid, Suzanne, you know what the numbers are?
1: So that's a hard question to answer because Yale is paid differently than community health centers. We have something called a prospective payment system where we get a sort of a bundled payment, if you think about it that way a flat rate for for a visit. Mm-hmm. So I think you're you're trying to compare apples and oranges. What I would urge your, your your listeners to think about is the fact that the whole healthcare industry is migrating to what we call value based payment payments. What does that it, mean? That means that uh, providers, be they big hospital systems, be they private docs in their offices, be it community health centers, are going to be paid based on the value you provide rather than just On numbers, you you see ten patients, you get ten times x. Does
0: that mean they factor in your readmission rates, that kind of thing?
1: Absolutely, that and many, many, many other. And we we've already started on that on that trajectory. It's still early days, but it's very clear that that is the future. And by combining forces like this, and again being on the same electronic medical record, and there are all other things that we we've just started to touch the surface of things like e consult. the ability to truly uh, manage cost is really uh, going to be significant. That's one of the big,
0: especially as people are living longer, and we want these new technologies and drugs that cost money. Absolutely, we want to find a way to keep rein those costs in. Will Yale no longer be losing one hundred fourteen dollars per patient visit by this becoming more effective? Do you think, Michael? Is there going to be one benefit I, for I, Yale? I
2: don't. I don't know uh, uh, because we haven't delved into Yale's finances to determine. Uh, whether that's going to be the case for them. So
1: so you could say that they're not losing you know, money on that $114 that you quote, but they are providing it back in a different format, which is this community benefit grant.
2: It's a rerouting of an investment that they're already making. So in this mm-hmm. instance, in 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 the collaboration we're talking about, they'll be routing those finances into this new primary care site.
0: And in case you just joined us, you're listening to Dateline New Haven and WNHH-FM. I'm your host, Paul Bass. And, I'm talking with two people who are at the vanguard of a very interesting new development. How we're going to provide healthcare in New Haven. Michael Taylor of Hill Health Center, Suzanne Lagarde of Community Health Center, Fairhaven Community Health Center. They're looking to partner with the New Haven Hospital to bring primary care into the 21st century. At least the hospital's primary care by moving their main York Street site and two others on Chaplin and Whitney into a single new primary care center, modern facility on. Long Wharf on Sergeant Drive that will be managed by cooperatively maybe the only place in the country where two community health centers do this with the hospital by the Hill Health and um, Cornell Scott so folks now let's talk about the process so Yale had to file a certificate of need an application right for a certificate of need with the office of healthcare access if I still have the if I the state healthcare access if I still have that correct OCA do they call it yes get confused with okra, I guess, but that's how I try to remember it. So is that the first step? What has to happen for this to become a reality? Who has to say yes and how do
2: you get to yes? Uh, There are a lot of yeses that need to be uh, offered. Uh, Certainly one of those is uh, Yelna Haven Hospital's uh, Certificate of Need Application with the Office of Healthcare Access, OCA. Uh, One of the other, uh, and so others, let me just sort of go down the list, uh, as federally qualified health centers, as uh, as is the case for uh, Fairhaven Community Health Center and the Cornell Scott Hill Health Center, we have to get approval from the federal government, from HRSA, from the Health Services Administration, to take on this operation. Mm-hmm. And once we've done that, and that can't happen until after OCA has agreed uh, or approved the certificate of, uh, of need application, and then we both have to file for a license to operate at 150 Sergeant Drive with the State Department of Health. So those are just some of the hurdles. So, so that has to happen in that,
0: those period. are the three main ones along Yeah, those the way. are the three main ones. State yeah. Department of Health license for 150 Sergeant. So first, Oka has to say there's a need. Then both, I'm, I'm assuming it's not still health, but you're also for Haven, Suzanne. Both of you have to go to the um, Human Services Administration, I mean Health Services Administration, and say you have to prove it as being part of our mission. Correct, and then you go to the, for the license date. How long does this take? Ooh, I know you don't know exactly, but are we We, we, looking do we this don't in,
2: know exactly. Uh, a year. It, it could take as long as a year.
0: That could take a year, and then mm-hmm. after that, how long would it take to build?
2: Uh, well, we'd like to to operate on parallel uh, trajectory. So, you some of you who have passed the Sardar Drive location uh, might have some sense that some work has already begun. on the Oh, so you're, the building you're anticipating is going to happen?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. So, how long after approval would you be able to open?
1: So, actually, we have a. Uh, Michael and I operate under Hearst's rule that this, from the day that they give us permission to do this, we are supposed to be operational within 120 days.
0: How could that be? I mean, that's, that doesn't sound very fair if you then have to Welcome get the to license. Well, I mean, you have to get the license. <laughs> she didn't, she but didn't they're going to blame you if, like, everyone takes a month off, like, if they have a month layoff at the state and they can't get the license?
2: Suzanne didn't say it was logical. She just said, Life is
0: fair. Life is life. Okay. <laughs> So you're saying you, this could happen in the middle of 2019?
1: That is the plan.
0: Yeah. Middle of 2019. That's kind of, you guys sound pretty excited about it. We are. Very,
2: very excited.
0: Any downsides? Because I know like the change is change. It's the weather, it's the internet. So
1: change is bumpy, right? Yeah. Change yeah. is bumpy, but I think uh, we all recognize that the 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 ultimate goal is, is worthy and achievable and uh, we're all, you know, very committed to it.
2: Uh, I would agree. And I'm, I'm going to reflect back to a comment that you made earlier, Paul, an observation that uh, at the time that, that Suzanne and I both uh, came into our organizations, they were in transition. And one of the first things that that I explained to our staff is if you have a problem with change, you're in the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. No, people uh, always say like, it's like be, print newspapers, they be, say because change is inevitable and right. it's going to happen. And we must evolve with the industry that we're a part of.
0: And it's like the same with journalism. People say, well, they want to argue about whether it's better or worse that people are print newspapers instead of the internet, which I prefer print newspapers. But that's just the way it's going. It's, whether you like it or not, that's not something worth arguing about. The question is what you can do about it and have right. and have the benefits and, brought and how, out. Do you, how
2: do you embrace it? Yeah. How do you embrace change and, and make it reflective of your values in the most positive way?
0: Well, that's one reason I admire Michael Taylor and Suzanne Lagarde and love the work you do at the Hill Health Center for Haven Community Health Center, because you're tackling one of the biggest challenges in our community, not only dealing with changing health care, but dealing it for people of low incomes and modest means. So congratulations on surviving to be here at a time when there's all these challenges and now for trying to hatch this plan to take us to the next step.
1: So, Paul, I hope you invite us back in a year and a half so we can uh, show you, with how you one, our successes. Tell you how wonderful it is. I
0: hope it's going to be before a year and a half <laughs> that you come back into <laughs> W because From your mouth. <laughs> Dateline New Haven. I mean, to come visit us on Dateline New Haven. Well, thank you so much for joining us today in Dateline New Haven and WNHH Radio. Thanks to our guests, Hill Health Center's Michael Taylor, Fairhaven Health's Suzanne Lagarde. They're familiar voices on the station. And uh, we're going to take it out with the Afro-Semitic Experience performing I Wish I Knew How It Would Feel to Be Free from the group CD, A Plea for Peace. Now we know what it's like to be free. You just got to remember to book our flight. Book your flight with us all night long here and all day at WNHH, New Haven's home for community radio.